Praise the Lord. Great to be in the house tonight in the presence of the Lord, lifting up our hearts to him. Well, tonight, the message, the sound of abundance of rain. 1 Kings 18, verses 41 to 46. Then Elijah said to Ahab, to the king, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The sound of abundance of rain. Ahab, get up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Question tonight, what do you do when you hear the sound of abundance of rain? When you hear that God wants to bless and increase his people and work in your life and in your family, bring a blessing, bring strength to the church, build the church, build the kingdom of God. The word to Ahab was, Ahab, go up, eat and drink. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. You know, some people like Ahab, that's all they can do. Go up and eat and drink. Drink coffee and eat donuts. While some people are fasting and playing, other people, or feasting and playing, other people are fasting and praying. One man went up to eat and drink. The other man, Elijah, went and cast his face between his knees and began to call on the name of the Lord. I think it was a test to Ahab. A test to Ahab. What are you going to do in this moment? There's a word from God. There's been a move of God. What are you going to do, Ahab, in this critical, decisive moment of time? Are you going to keep on playing? Are you going to remain unmoved in your spirit? Are you going to stay cold to God because that's what he was? Lukewarm at best? Undiscerning? Unmoved? Uncaring, it seemed, about the spiritual drought that was in the land? A test Ahab. The man of God went up to fast and pray. The king took the lesser message. I'll just go up and eat and drink up on Mount Carmel. Or maybe... Elijah just dismissed him. Said, you're so lethargic in spirit, so untrained in your spiritual mind, you would just be a drag of unbelief in this critical hour. Elijah, I said, I need to get into the presence of God. Why is it that some can hear what others can't hear? Elijah heard one thing. The king wasn't hearing much of anything. 
Why is it that some can hear what others cannot hear? I say tonight that if you will go to God and put your ear to the Holy Spirit, you will hear the sound of abundance of rain for your life, for your ministry, for what God wants to do in your family. What is your opinion of the Lord? Is he kind of stingy and difficult? Got to wrangle everything out of him? hope things work out in life? What is our opinion of the Lord? What is our estimation of what he's like? What kind of a God is he? Elijah said, I hear the sound of an abundance. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And those who listen to the Holy Spirit will hear the same. Listen to these beautiful verses. Jeremiah 31, 14. I will satiate the soul of the priests with abundance. Satiate, the marginal says, I will fill to the brim the soul of the priests. We're the ministers of the Lord. We're the priests of the Lord. God says, I will fill to the brim the soul of the priests with abundance, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Psalm 119.68, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. You are good. Matthew 19, 17, Jesus said to the young man, he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. Those are Jesus' words. The one thing he said about God is, God is good. He comes to bless. He comes to redeem. He comes to deliver. Exodus 34 and verse 6. And the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness. And abounding in goodness and truth. Psalm 23, 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What's our estimation of our Lord? Because I want to satisfy you with goodness. I want to fill you to the brim with my goodness, with my abundance, with my glory, with my blessing in your life. Psalm 31, 19, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. How great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you and worship you, for those who put their trust in you. Let's receive the word of the Lord tonight. There's a sound of an abundance of rain for every person in God. There's a sound of abundance of rain for our families. There is a sound of abundance of rain for this local church. There's an abundance of rain for the ministry, for what God wants to do in the earth. But some are content to eat and drink and play the time away. But not Elijah, not the Elijah church, not the true men and women of God. 1 Kings 18, 42 to 43. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. 
So he went and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Elijah cast himself. He's an example for us. The spirit and power of Elijah is going to be upon the church before the second coming of Christ for those who will receive it. Jesus said in his generation, he said, Elijah has come. And they understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist, that there was a ministry, there was an intercession, there were a people of faith that were in the earth. There's a spirit and power of Elijah that God wants to release upon us. James 5, 17 says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, same infirmities, same warfare. And he prayed earnestly, the Bible says. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain. He prayed earnestly that it would rain, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Those two words, prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly. In the Greek language, they are the same word repeated twice. A word for prayer. Prosuchamai prosuche. He prayed in praying. That's the literal. He prayed in praying. So the Greek. He was pouring out his heart. There was a voice of the Holy Spirit in his voice. There was a cry of the Holy Spirit in his cry. He was pouring out a torrent of spiritual utterance. He had just declared that rain would come, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Have you ever said something beyond yourself? Taken hold of a promise of God, taken hold of a word of God, and declared it, and then said to yourself, what did I just say? Uh-oh, I better get to prayer to see this declaration come to pass. I better get to prayer to see this declaration come to pass. I think that's how Elijah felt, and he scurried, he hurried up the hill. He said, I've got to get into the place of prayer so that my prayer will match the declaration I just spoke in the Spirit. Sometimes like Elijah, we say things that are beyond us, and then we need to get to prayer to see them fulfilled. Well, you might say, well, I thought declaration was enough. I just declare the promise of God. I find a promise in the Bible. I speak it. That's enough. Well, on this occasion, obviously it wasn't. So there may be times when that is sufficient. And I think it's those times when we've had seasons of prayer in the presence of God and something gets birthed down in our spirit that is of the living God and we come forth out of that spirit of prayer and utterance and we declare something. Then it's sufficient. But sometimes we declare things and then we need to go into prayer to see them fulfilled. Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty four. whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, believe that you will receive them and you shall have them. 
Sometimes we get into prayer and all we have is a declaration, a promise, something. We have a desire, something we want to ask God for. Jesus said, when you ask, pray. Something you desire, pray. And believe that you will receive it and it will come to pass. Wow, this seven times prayer that was required. Seven times prayer. Elijah said to himself, I've made a declaration. I heard the word of the Lord. The Lord said to me today, go present yourself before Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Elijah said to the king, I hear the sound of abundance of rain, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Elijah said, I know where I need to be right now. I need to be up on the top of the hill. I need to cast my face between my knees. I need to bow down before the living God and begin to pray and begin to intercede that this word will come to fulfillment. Interceded, prayed earnestly, prayed in praying, calling out on God, utterance of the Spirit, calling on God to fulfill his word, servant go up the hill. Servant ran to the top of the hill, came back. There is nothing. Elijah cast himself back down on the ground, began to pray and intercede and call on God, the promise of rain. Lord, send the rain, send the rain. Servant go up the hill. Servant ran up the hill, came back. There's nothing. Elijah cast himself back down on the ground, face between his knees, calling out on God for rain. Lord, fulfill your word. Praying for this to take place. Praying for fulfillment of the word of God. Servant went back up the hill, came down, still nothing. Truth is, most Christians would have quit by then. Prayer life would have dropped off. And some would be already offended at God. But not Elijah. He prayed. He prayed seven times. And then the servant came back and said, there's a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah said, the rain is coming. And the heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. That's the kind of prayers that birth things. That's the kind of prayers that bring things to pass that have been declared in our spirit. Agonizing, deep, travailing prayers, fasting prayers, calling on God to establish things that we've spoken out of his word and out of his spirit as we've been inspired by the Holy Ghost. Now what about Elijah's prayer posture? Is prayer posture important? Does it really matter to God? Elijah, it says, dropped to his knees, cast his face between his knees, and began to supplicate and pray and call on the name of the Lord. Is our prayer posture important? Well, I've come to the conclusion. Here's the statement. General prayer can be everywhere and anyhow, but purposed prayer has a protocol. General prayer can be any, everywhere and anyhow, but purposed prayer has a protocol. The men of the Bible, when they were desperate before God, you see their posture before the Lord exemplified before us as well. No, I believe that you know, you can pray lying in your bed, driving in your vehicle, of course. General prayer, sitting on the couch, 
praying at all times, praying in the Spirit. But purpose prayer is different. The Bible does speak about standing in the presence of God. Abraham stood before the Lord in Genesis 18 and interceded for Sodom. He stood before the Lord. Moses was on the hill with his hands up, speaking the word of God, the promises of God, praying against the enemy Amalek that God's people would be delivered. He finally got so tired that they set him down on a rock, but his hands they still held up. The Apostle Paul said, I would that the man, I will that the man in the churches pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Standing. Jesus said, when you stand praying, forgive. So standing is a proper posture before the Lord. Sitting. Moses sat when he became tired, but he still had his hands up. David went in and sat before the Lord, the Bible says, when great promises came across David's life and across his family, what God was going to do for him. And David responded and said, Lord, is this how you treat people? What you have spoken over me and over my family, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. David said, I'm, I'm going into the tabernacle. He went in and sat before the Lord and said, Lord, you know your servant. But you've done this out of the goodness of your heart to, to me and to my family. Now do as you have said. He sat before the Lord. The day of Pentecost, they were sitting. They were sitting before the Lord. They'd been praying for 10 days, seeking God. They were sitting. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit filled the house where they were sitting. But the primary posture when people are desperate in prayer, is to cast themselves before the presence of the Lord. To kneel and to really call on the name of the Lord with an agonizing voice and an earnest spirit. We read many times, and I don't have this one on the slides, of Moses, how he fell on his face before the Lord as he made intercession. He fell before the Lord. Then we have scriptures like this, Daniel 6.10. What was Daniel's pattern? Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Daniel prayed on his knees. We've got much standing and sitting today, but I think it's... I think I'm going to encourage that we would get on our knees a little more often when we pray. Maybe like Elijah, cast ourselves on the ground, face between our knees, calling out desperately for God to fulfill his word in our lives and in our family. Jesus, Luke 22, 41, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. Matthew 26, 39 adds, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus, kneeling down, praying on his face before God, desperate. Acts chapter 7 and verse 60, Stephen at his martyrdom, then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen knelt down in the hour of that great trial on his life. Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. 
But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Peter knelt down and prayed the prayer of healing. Acts chapter 20 and verse 36, the Apostle Paul, and when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Kneeling is a viable and I believe necessary posture before the Lord. Desperation, devotion, earnestness before the Lord, calling on the name of the Lord to fulfill his word. Elijah cast himself down and Though he had made a declaration and saw nothing, as he persisted in prayer and persevered according to the word of the Lord he heard and the promise of God, the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Well, let's look at Job 22, 21 to 28. Such beautiful words. Now acquaint yourself with the Lord and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Thereby good will come to you. He wants to satisfy us with his abundance, the goodness of his house and of his good pleasure. He says, receive, please, instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your homes. Then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brook. You'll cast your own wealth aside. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will have delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. What a promise of God. What a word. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. God wants us out of his presence, out of his word, out of the inspiration of his spirit to declare things and then pray that they might come into fulfillment. Isaiah 45 and verse 11 says, Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of, his, of Israel and his maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. You command me. Ask of me. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, your sons and your daughters, fellow believers, and concerning the work of my hands, that which I want to accomplish and do in your life, you command me. Now, should this verse be translated as a question or just a straight-out statement? Some translations have it as a question. And it can play out that way. It can be interpreted that way. God's saying, do you ask me of things to come and concerning the work of my hands? Do you command me? But I like the latter. I like the statement as is retained in the King James, New King James and others. God giving us an invitation. God inviting us. He said, ask of me things concerning my sons. 
and concerning the work of my hands, begin to command me. Say, Lord, do as you have said. Here's your promise. Here's your word. Bring it into fulfillment in my life. Bring it into fulfillment in my family. He didn't say, demand me. This isn't some frustrated human purpose that's inside a person. This is a divine word from God, a divine promise. These are the things of the scriptures. These are the things God wants to establish and do in our lives. God says, I want you to begin to command me. Come humbly before me. Say, Lord, do as you have said. Don't turn away. This is your promise. This is what you want to do in my life, in my family. And we begin to speak and we begin to present that before the Lord. Well, Isaiah, or Job 22, 28, once again, let's have the worship team return. King James says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. I pray that that comes into our spirit tonight in a fresh way. That this word gets anointed in our heart. God saying, thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. A decree like, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then you realize the kind of prayer power that's going to take to be fulfilled and you know the fasting prayers and you know the longings before God and you know the discipline of heart and the crying out of God for his promises to be fulfilled that our sons are as plants growing up in their, their youth and our daughters is as pillars sculpted after palace style and all the goodness of the Lord begins to come as for me and my house we will serve the Lord what did I just say I better get on up the hill, cast myself on the ground, get my face between my knees and begin to supplicate and pray that the word of the Lord and the promises of God come to fulfillment in my family. A decree like, I will be a man of God. I will be a woman of God. And then we go to prayer because it's going to take deep prayer and supplication and intercessions to see that character change and that transformation and that anointing come deep into the life where the promises and the Word of God live in power. A decree, I want to be used of God. I want to serve the Lord. And then the prayers. The prayers. The seeking of the Lord. Have you ever said over a son or daughter, over your wife, I declare you healed in the name of Jesus? And then you know you're going to prayer and you're going to seek the Lord for some hours and for some days and call on his promise and wait in his presence to see your prayer match the declaration. So the word of the Lord comes forth. Hallelujah. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain for my life, for my family, for this church, for the ministry. I hear the sound of abundance of rain for the people in this congregation. 
because the Lord says, I'm going to fill to the brim the blessing of my people. I'm going to establish them. They're going to know my glory. They're going to walk in my presence. They're going to know my ways. They're going to live in victory. They're going to live in strength. They're going to live in my purpose. Come on, we've got to go up the hill. Carmel means the fruitful place. Mount Carmel is the fruitful place of prayer. Place where we declare a thing and then see it come to pass because of the intercessory prayers and the burden before the Lord that is on our life. Let's stand together tonight. Hallelujah. Take hold of the word of God, the sound of abundance of rain. Start to believe for the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I had fainted, David said. I had fainted. I would have fallen if I had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord. He is good. You are good and you do good. Change your estimation of the Lord tonight if you're struggling with it. Say, Lord, I know you're good. You want to do me good. You want to do my family good. I'm going to begin to rejoice in that. I'm going to take in that promise. Maybe tonight your declaration has fallen off. You're disappointed. The Lord's inspiring you and speaking to you by the Holy Spirit. Begin to decree a thing. Begin to decree some things over your family. Begin to decree some things over your body. Begins to declare some things over your family and your life. And then go to prayer and see what God will do. For he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I will fill to the brim the soul of my priests. I will satisfy my people with abundance, says the Lord. The sound of abundance of rain. Surrender ourselves to the Lord as we close out tonight.